0: Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Ox message today is entitled The Unexpected Catch. That's The Unexpected Catch, and you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call us at any time, 24-7. Here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now is Pastor Michael Oxentenko with the conclusion to yesterday's message entitled The Unexpected Catch.
1: Jesus' word is deep, the human need is deep, and Jesus' love is deep. And the mission of the church is an expansion of the deep will of God to reach the lost and save them from the darkness of the deep. So Peter said, Listen, he said, Lord, I'm hearing what you're saying. The word is interacting with me, but I'm an expert fisherman. I've done this all my life, I'm the one who knows how to fish. I mean this was what must have been going through his head. And now you're telling me to obey your word, and to go against my intuition, to go against my experience, to do what you say? Fish don't bite in the day, and old salts know that you can't catch fish when the sun is burning hot overhead. Peter said, but, Now the but means who cares? what people know he paused to think about all that he knew and the fact that now he was asked to do something he had never known and he says in his own head who cares what people think and who cares what I think at your word but at your word I will let the nets down you know the church today needs to obey the word of God and let the nets down The church today needs to stop listening to experts in church growth who turn the church into a rock and roll fest to gather people in. When what the church really needs is to obey the Word of God, to surrender to the Word of God. Catching fish means obeying the Word of God first so you can lower the nets where the need exists. Peter said, It makes no sense, but at your word, I will let the nets down. Now, you would not expect to catch fish, Jesus' way. It doesn't make sense. Christ's way is not the smart way that Peter was used to all his life. Christ's way required Peter to go against the best judgment of his experience and to trust the Word of God as the power to catch fish instead of some fancy methodology and means. Jesus was always doing things that challenged the so-called understanding of anyone, the common man or the wise man. But dear heart, Christ's ways bring the unexpected catch. Because Jesus' Word causes The fish to do what he says. He has the authority of the second Adam. He can make the fish jump into the net if you are obedient to his word. The power is in the dynamite power of the word of God. And so when Peter lowered the net into the sea, I imagine spiritually speaking, Jesus threw a piece of dynamite into the sea. The word of Christ. Luke 5 verse 6 And when they had done this, they enclosed a great shoal of fish. And as their nets were breaking, they beckoned to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Now in the story, one boat was not enough for the catch of fish. When churches really grow, when churches show spiritual maturity... They fill their boat, that's true, but they don't just think of their own boat. They aren't just building mega monoliths and ignoring the needs of the earth. They also call other boats to collaborate with because they don't want any of the fish to be lost. They are not about themselves, they're about the kingdom growth. Healthy churches plant churches and they spread the word of God far and near. You know, we've been fighting for almost 10 years for our church building. But praise God, this congregation has raised up churches around the world and has helped others to become vibrant and alive, even though we don't have a building. There's something good about that, and I'm grateful for that. They don't just build up, they build out. And Jesus' word produced a catch that was too large for one boat to hold. In fact, it was too large for two boats to hold. In the story, Peter is not a superstar who does all the work himself. We don't find him pulling the nets in himself. We find him working with others. Gospel work is collaborative work or it will fail. We have been told that unless the work of God is conducted by teams and that those teams are working together in Christian unity, that we cannot succeed in the mission that God has given us. Dear heart, Jesus said if you agree on earth, it will be done for you. And he means if you don't agree, it will not be done for you. If you want to see your work advance, then you need to get together with other Christians. You need to, in humility, collaborate with them. You need to ask God's leading, and you need to listen to them so that the work of God can grow. Individualism must surrender to Christian community for vital outreach to occur. Peter told Jesus, At your word, I will lower the nets. The Greek says, literally, I will slacken the nets. For Peter to catch fish, he had to let go of the net and trust the Word of God as it fell into the deep. He couldn't manage the net. He couldn't dictate all the particulars. He had to release his will from control for the fish to fall in the net. That means that no person in the plan of God is to control the whole work of God. Dear Heart, the work of God is not about great preachers and teachers telling everybody what to do. It's about communities in faith taking the Word of God and collaborating in unity and every person with their work making a difference for God. Luke five eight. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You know, Peter was blown away by this. Never in his life had he seen anything like this. This is not the way you fish. And yet suddenly the miracle of the fish in the net It blew him away, and so he fell down at Jesus' knees and admitted that he was a sinner unworthy of the Lord. And he has the right attitude here. You see, you can't become a fisher of men unless you fall down at the knees of the king who has dominion over the fish. Peter's prayer is a paradox kind of prayer. He holds on to Jesus' knees. He clings to Jesus' knees on his knees. And he says, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Dear heart, when you work for God, you will discover as you obey the word of God that you need God. The sense of your own sinfulness will increase, but it is not meant to drive you away from God. It is meant to bring you to your knees that you might cling to Jesus more deeply. And in that clinging, you will be empowered to become a better fisher of men. And so he said, depart from me, I'm a sinful man, but he was clinging to Jesus' knees on his knees. Christ never dismisses the person who is hanging on to him at his knees. Jesus did not answer Peter's prayer. Jesus recognized Peter was on his knees. And sometimes we pray prayers on our knees that don't need to be answered the way we want them. Sometimes being on your knees is the answer you need. Sometimes being on your knees and holding on to Jesus is the answer you need. Luke 5.9 For Peter was astonished. And all that were with him at the catch of fish which they had taken. He was out of himself, the Greek would indicate. He was standing back in awe. He couldn't believe it. And verse 10, And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Catching fish represented catching people. People don't jump into the boat naturally. People don't jump into the bank of the church easily. For the church to grow, you have to go where the fish are. You have to catch the fish with the word of God. Fishing is not easy work, but it's fun. And it's grateful work if Jesus is working with you. Jesus' kind of fishing is the best kind of fishing in the whole world. It's like throwing dynamite into the sea. There's power in the word to gather the fish in the kingdom net. The word of Jesus, dear heart, is explosive power. It's not just power, it's explosive power. It can change lives, it can lift the burden, it can restore dignity, it can cast the devil out, it can unleash the forces of good within, bring the Holy Spirit to bring about virtues you had never able to possess on your own that you now have because of your sacred connection to Jesus Christ. It is dynamite kind of power. Luke 5.11, and when they had brought their boats to land, the Bible says they left everything and followed Him. To be a fisher of men and women, you must be willing to leave everything to follow Jesus. You cannot hang on to that stuff in your life which corrupts the life, which compromises the will, which shatters your connection to Christ. You know, why is it important for the Christian to say no to the stuff of this world? And yes, to divine things. They bring divine energy in their life. Because there is no room for compromise. If you want dynamite kind of power in your life, the will must surrender. So on your knees, you must do what Peter said. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man. But the Lord says, no, don't be afraid. I'm going to fix your life. We'll get the sin out of it. And you're going to be catching men for heaven's kingdom. Dear heart, God is calling His church at the end of time to stop playing around and to get focused And to make Christ real and let the Word of God govern in our lives. Following Jesus is worth it. Isn't following Jesus worth it? Christ is the reward. And following Jesus is a journey you never want to end. It's worth it. Christ is the King of the sea. What makes fishing meaningful is being with the one who is the King of the sea. I went to Turkey a couple years ago. And... We saw at Ephesus an ancient symbol you would find in the marketplace in some of those shops. It was carved onto a stone. A wheel, and all the characteristics of that wheel, it spells certain things. The line up and down is I, or Iota in Greek, which begins the word ichthus for fish. The X is the key, which would mean Christos. The Iota is the word for Jesus, Jesus. The X, Christos, Christ. And it moves on through all the letters of fish. So, Jesus, Jesus, Key, Christos, for Christ, and so on. And it represents Jesus Christ. So we have this wheel, which was a symbol of a fish. See, what Jesus did here had a lasting impact on the church. When people expanded their business, they did it for the one who did the miracle the fish. They were fishing for souls as they were working in the marketplace. Ministry was not something that happened on church that they paid their preacher to do. Every single believer was an evangelist, a fisher of men. They made it their sacred business to bring people to God. And so it says, to be a fisher, you must be a part of God's kingdom. To be a fisher of men, you must be willing to leave everything to follow Jesus. In the book of Revelation, at the end of time, the Bible points to a day when we will no longer be able to catch a single fish. There will come a time when the gospel net will not catch one fish in the sea because everything in the sea will die. In Revelation 16:3, the second plague describes the collapse of spiritual interest in the secular world. It says the second angel poured his bowl into the sea and it became like the blood of a dead man and every living thing died that was in the sea. In Isaiah 27, 1, the dragon lives in the sea. In Revelation 12, 17, and 13, 1, depending on your translation, the dragon stands on the sand of the sea. In Revelation 13, 1, the beast comes out of the sea. In Isaiah 57, 21, the wicked are like the sea that have no rest. In Revelation 17, 15 says, the waters represent many peoples, nations, tribes, and tongues. Just like the Sea of Tiberias represented the Roman world that needed Jesus Christ. The sea in the book of Revelation represents the secular world that needs Jesus Christ at the end of time. There will come a day when all the fish in the sea will die. That's another way of saying there will come a day when people will die spiritually and they will no longer want to listen to God's word anymore. When the evangelistic net will not work. There will come a day when spiritual interest will shut down globally and the things of God will be done. And what Christ says will be final. Let him who is wicked be wicked still. And let him who is righteous be righteous still. I'm coming with my reward to give every man according to his work. That day will come. Dear heart, we are approaching the time when every fish will die spiritually that is in the sea. God's Word today is treated by the secular world as rubbish by the so-called great thinkers of the world today. I was at a press conference in Washington, D.C. at the National Press Club as a godly man of God, a scientist who has written articles in many reputable journals, who simply has challenged... The fundamental assumption of space-time expansion, which is the fundamental assumption of the Big Bang Theory. He did something that no one has done. He took his time to sit down and do the math to see if time and space are actually expanding. And we have the ability to test this because of the GPS satellite system that circles the Earth. You can tell by the signal that goes up and the signal that comes down. You can measure the red shift and the expansion of the universe, if there is any. And, dear heart, according to his calculations, there is no time-space expansion. The fundamental assumptions of Big Bang cosmology are in vital question. But you know that man cannot get that article into a scientific journal because the so-called open-minded scientific community is unwilling to let Dr. Robert Gentry print his article. Now, whether he be right or wrong, it's not science the place where you test ideas instead of exclude them. We're living in a day, dear heart, when the open-minded, so-called great thinkers of the world are more closed-minded than the darkest thinkers of the Middle Ages. The creation story is called a myth and a lie, and the theory of evolution has replaced special creation as the religion of the world. And men like Richard Dawkins, Dr. Dawkins, the author of The God Delusion, can swear and cuss at Christians... On national television, international television, no one thinks twice about it. Dear heart, the spirit of the age hates the truth that is in Jesus Christ. It's not just the fish in the sea who are rejecting God's word today. The fish in the church are rejecting it too. There are fish in the church who don't believe in a creator God. They don't believe in the Adamic story of creation. They don't believe in the second Adam either. Because they don't believe of how it all started, they don't believe that Christ is the answer to the first sin in the Garden of Eden because sin isn't there anyway. And so they get real philosophically the faith story, the myth tradition of the Christian church. Dear heart, if creation is a myth, if creation is a myth, then the cross is a myth too. Because Christ died on that cross, He was planted between heaven and earth on that tree of the knowledge of good and evil because Adam ate from it. He fell down in a garden with sweat and blood because Adam chose to leave God in the garden. And God promised Adam thorns and thistles, and that's why they put a crown of thorns on Jesus' head. He is the answer to the evil we find in the very first few chapters of Genesis. And if there is no creation, then the cross is not real. And that's why the devil hates the seven literal days of creation. He hates the Sabbath which is a sign of the everlasting covenant. He hates the memorial to God's creative act because he knows if he can get people in the church to believe there was no creation, they will not consider the cross. They will not bring their sins to the Savior. They will not submit to God's authority in their life. Dear heart, these are sacred things that are in play here today, and the battle is one that is unseen. Christ's coming is very near. The lesson, the story is clear. Put out to sea. Obey the Word of God instead of your own thinking. Let your net down deep where the fish are. And reach out to the person who lives in the darkness of the deepest pit. Reach out to them and down. And when you're done, fall down at Jesus' knees. Because it doesn't make you any better than anybody else that you're doing this. Fall down at Jesus' knees and worship the One who gave us power in the Word to catch fish. Worship Him because you're nothing and He's the something that saves the fish. And when you fish for others, you will discover that the joy is in the journey. It's not just catching fish. The joy is in the journey. Fishing with the king who has authority over the sea. Leaving your nets. Leaving your nets far behind to follow Jesus with his net. And the word of Jesus is the net that catches fish for forever. The word of Jesus is the kingdom net. A few years back, I had a Severe back injury that put me down for almost a year. I had surgery that removed the disc and I had pain that wouldn't go away. I had chronic pain for a year, and I empathize with anyone who's struggling that way. At the end of the year, I remember a little boy coming to me one evening at the dinner table at a time I didn't expect. John Michael, we did the measurement last week in church. He's, they say, taller than his dad. That was a depressing day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> My little boy, little John Michael, is six foot two. Man, he's growing up, and I'm growing old. John Michael, that day, he wasn't six foot two. He was a little boy. He said, Daddy, I hate you. That's what he said. I was sitting at the table, and he said with tears, Daddy, I hate you. I was floored. I said, well, why? He said, you never play with us. And he was sobbing. He was just kind of like sobbing, you know, a little boy crying. You work all day, you go out, you visit, you share with others, and you come home. You do nothing but lie on that floor and hold your back and take a couple of aspirin. You don't let us ride your back anymore like you used to. I said, well, can't you understand why? No, I can't understand why. You don't play with us anymore. Well, and I stopped trying to explain. And you never take us fishing ever in fact you talk about fishing as a boy but you've never taken us fishing now my back wasn't fit for riding but the fishing part of the plea caught my ear i said son i'll make it all up to you he says i don't believe you he was crying again a little harder his sobs began to well up and he just was crying i said okay son don't believe me but at the end of the year test me and see if i've made it up to you that year, I took my boys fishing almost every single day except the Sabbath day. We caught bass, we caught trout, we caught bluegill. We fished and we waited, we fished, we stalked fish, we used bait, we used fancy plastic worms, we used every method it means. I spent money on fishing. I bought fancy equipment and more fancy equipment. I invested in that year. And every fish in McKeldon State Park probably had multiple hook marks in its mouth that year because we caught them again and again and again. And throughout the year, we always talked about Thelma, the big one. If your name Thelma, it's not personal. But we called the big one Thelma. Thelma, the big one, the mythical bass that was just beyond our reach. The unexpected catch that we were waiting for at the right time that would set the record straight. We had read about this world-class bass. You know, if you could catch the record bass, somehow you would make like five or six million dollars because it hadn't been done since the early part of the last century. As we we're going through this, we were looking at it and we were just trying to wrestle him and trying to catch that great big bass. The last day of the year came before school started. It was the last day we could fish. We were standing below Liberty Reservoir at sunset and the water was smooth as glass. It was something like the gospels, the sea of Galilee, the sun was reflecting on. It. You could feel the holy awe of the moment. We bowed our heads and we asked God to be with us. We had learned to pray together that year beside the bank. The fishing at first wasn't that great. I remember it very clearly. My son Donald was standing near the pool dangling a plastic worm over the largest pool into the deep. And as he was dangling his plastic worm into the deep, I heard the scream of his reel followed by his scream, Daddy, Daddy, John Michael, John Michael, I've got the big one. I've got him. He's on the line, Daddy. And you could hear the reel screeching, and Something was on that line. It's Thelma, Dad. It's Thelma. I've got Thelma on the line, Dad. And as he reeled in the bass, we finally pulled it out and it was massive and mean looking. You know, when you get a big bass, they have teeth. They look like piranha almost. You could take both hands and stick it in the mouth of that bass. I mean, this was a massive bass. It was massive. Thelma. As we stood there on the bank of the river, I realized that the most important catch are the fish in your own family. Did you hear me? The most important fish to catch are the fish in your own family. I had been so busy in the work of God. I had been so wrapped up with my own injury that I had forgotten that the hole I needed to be fishing in was my own family. The unexpected catch comes when you obey God's word and you reach out to save others. And that includes your own children. And you discover that God has reached out to save you and your family because you hearken to the Word of God. Dear heart, you can't save your kids. You can't make them love God. You can't turn them toward God. And you can't make decisions for them when they grow up. But you can love them. You can pray on your knees to obey the Word of God. You can show them repentance in your life when you sin against God. So when they come of age, they can look at you and they can say, You know what? My dad and my mom weren't perfect, but my dad or my mom knew what it was mean to call on the name of the Lord. Dear heart, the most important fish that you can catch is in your own family. I put my arms around my boys that day as the sun set. And it was a special day. Sunset was the last day. In a way, it represents the end of time for me. We were standing as the sun was setting. And we thanked God with bowed heads for the unexpected catch your heavenly father thank you for jesus christ our savior thank you for jesus who is the alpha and the omega who has given us all things and father i just pray this day that as we commit our lives to you may the word of god reach deep within oh father god may the living christ catch all the fish in the sea and father may the living christ catch all the fish in our family too In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening today. If this message is ministered to you, remember there are many more just like it at reachingyourheart.com. If you're a regular listener to this broadcast or if you've just tuned in for the first time and have been inspired by this sermon and you'd like to partner with us to help keep these radio broadcasts on the air, you can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE That's 888-244-HOPE, day or night, 24-7. One of our team is available to assist you right now. We believe God is moving across the globe, touching lives and reaching hearts, and you are helping make this a reality with your gift of any amount. Spiritualism in a variety of forms is making its way through the Western world. The afterlife, the spirit world, and spirit mediums can be found in movies, best-selling books, and popular TV programs. These themes are making their way into our children's entertainment even. We have this free book to help you understand things a little bit better entitled Dark Tunnels or Bright Lights. This book candidly reveals biblical truth about this subject and pulls the curtain aside to reveal why there is so much interest in this topic. The book reveals the deceptions of spiritualism based on biblical teachings so that you can confidently discern truth from error as the topic continues to gain momentum across all levels of society. Now, this book is absolutely free. You can simply call us at 1-888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-HOPE, day or night, 24-7. Thanks for tuning in, and we pray that God is reaching your heart and growing you up in Christ through these messages.